On a warm summer's evening, on a train bound for nowhere, I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring. Out the window at the darkness, the boredom overtook us, and he began to speak. Uh, that's the song called The Gambler by Kenny Rogers from an album um, called The Gambler from 1978. Joe picked that out this week. Um, Joe, why did you pick these lyrics out? Well, first of all, Sean, it's a pleasure to be here with you, my friend. As always, you are the host with the most, my brother. Um, I looked at this and I wanted to, um, before I before I fall back into my comfort zone next week of like, you know, uh, classic rock or, or soul or R&B, that kind of thing, which I will do because, you know, that's there's a lot of good stuff there, too. I just don't want to be us to be one trick ponies. I wanted to venture out into the realm of country. And I'll got to tell you, I love all kind of music. Probably country is my least favorite, but I literally mean my least favorite. I don't mean I don't like it. I just mean it's probably on the back end. Um I love a lot of the old Leonard Skinner and Charlie Daniels and a lot of that older stuff, which I will in, in time uh, reference. But I just wanted to bring something out in the country uh, realm. And it was just something the way I was feeling this week, because you and I have spoken before. I, I, I've got this upper respiratory congestion, head, chest, sore throat, coughing. I mean, it's just people say it's just a cold. No, this is like the Muhammad Ali of colds. This is a badass thing. It's if I went to the doctor, I'm wondering if the last time I had something like this, he referred to it as an upper upper respiratory infection. Um, so I'm um, not just like your common cold. But anyway. Um, I'm feeling kind of weak and worn down this week. Really feeling kind of, we've all felt that blah. So I didn't want to do anything country that was like, you know, I wanted it to match my mood this week. And I'm just sitting down and I thought, oh, that's it. That's it. And just, I want to read it again. And first of all, the lyrics here are great and the mood fit my mood this week. So, and I wanted to touch this genre, but this paints a picture. It paints a picture in your mind on a warm summer's evening on a train bound for nowhere. Now, unless that town was named literally named nowhere, you can't have a train, you know, bound for nowhere, but that's the magic of the poetry. It's like, wow, I guess where we're going is immaterial. You know, this it's just set up so well. I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep. And that sounds counterintuitive, but I don't know about you. I've been in my life sometimes so exhausted that it's like, okay, it's time to sleep. It's time you got to sleep now. You're exhausted beyond. Sometimes you can get, and now eventually you're going to fall asleep. But I, I know what that, what he means there by we were both too tired to sleep. We were so god darn exhausted that we couldn't even sleep. So we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness. How many of us have sat in a, in a passenger seat of a car and have driven down the road at night and just look it out, look out the window at the darkness and like, what are you looking at? I don't know. It's dark, but maybe every, every once in a while you see a distant light and you wonder what that light is or something like that. But we've all had that, that moment, moments like that where we've just very contently stared out the window at the darkness and until boredom overtook us. I like that. Like boredom is an entity. And boredom comes up and it envelops us. But till boredom overtook us and he began to speak. Now, everybody in the world knows this song. They know that that the fame old, you know, I'm not going to quote it, but you know when to hold them and it goes on and on and on. But it, it just that right there, that lead in and not only the words, the way that he sings that. If anyone's familiar with the song and if you haven't heard the song, you may be of a younger generation check it out but the not only the words lead you in it's slightly melancholy and it's tired 
the way he sings, the tone of his voice matches those words and the tone of the words so well. It's like he's crawling onto the string, you know, this kind of a thing. And it's just so really so well done, well thought out. And then the rest of that so, the song, the rest of those lyrics paints a story. I'm not even going to go into it. I don't have to. Um, I just think I wanted to bring out the country genre. A lot of respect, a lot of respect. And I will venture back in, but some some more, you know, like I said, Charlie Daniel Skinner, this kind of a thing, the Allman Brothers or something, um, country rock, that kind of thing. But I wanted to get something country. I wanted to get something that matched my feelings. And I'm still with this thing, this sore throat. And it's a good thing I have the cough button here today. Um, and I'm eating cough drops like crazy. I think I'm keeping them halls in business. Uh, so I wanted to do all that and also to acknowledge some really good poetic lyrics and the vocals. The, the, the kicker is the, the, way, the tone of his voice matches exactly. And it takes you there and it takes you right there and has you sitting in the seat. And it says till he began to speak and your ear, your ear just goes, okay, you know, so I just, yeah. I liked it. And that was it. I hope that clears it up. Yeah. You just said uh, you're you're keeping halls of business. I, I take offense with that, stare because uh, I like Ricola better. No, I was <laughs> yeah, Ricola, Ricola. Yeah, I like those commercials. There's a commercial for that, right? There's a commercial. They're clever. For those- yeah. They had a they had a really catchy. They had something good going, and I haven't heard that commercial. I also a lot of a lot of my TV, which I consume these days, has like no commercials. Um, and I, I have so much to watch where I don't have to watch the commercials. I'll fast forward if it's recorded, or I'll change it to something else during the break. But Anyway, um, yeah, Ricola was a competitor of Hall's, but you know, yes, it got it got me thinking because this week I was a little bit sick too. Um, not like too sick. I had really just kind of like a dry, mild cough, but I also work in a kind of a place where it's kind of like not the cleanest all the time. Um, it's kind of like a big like type, it's kind of like a, a lot of people. You know, it's kind of like it's it's almost like a warehouse, but it's like full of a lot of different equipment and things and everything. And um, there's just a lot of stuff that um is dusty so i was thinking i was like wow am i coughing because that um am i coughing because i smoke a joint occasionally you know um but i don't smoke cigarettes but then there's something going around where you said you're sick too so you know my cough was concerning me i'm like i don't i don't think it's covid because i'm i got my covid booster and uh i got my flu shot so i don't think it was flu i don't think it was covid well, i haven't thing. had co- I, what do you say the weird thing about COVID, I wanted to stop you there because it's important. I went to the doc about two months ago, and I wanted to get some clarity because the the CBS people and the CBC and every they were sending these things out that oh you're eligible for you're eligible for a COVID another booster, and it was about. Three months. It was like three months before I was supposed to. Like I thought I still had another three months to tell me I'm eligible. So I figured, let me go to my doc. I'm going to my doc next week. Again, this is two months ago. I, I'm going to my doc next week. I'll ask him about this because I really want to ask him. Now, I had my flu shot that was done. I said, do I need to go get another booster? for COVID. He said, I'm going to be honest with you. He said, at this point, I would say no. He said, first of all, they only last about two months. Second of all, if you do get it, which is doubtful, there's other things that you get to other, you know, for years, you get the flu and the various other colds and upper respiratory things that go around. He said, even if you do get it, um, it may not affect you that bad. It's really like a bad cold. And he said, 
Uh, and if you needed medicine for it, if it didn't clear on its own and you need medicine for it, we could take this or that medicine. But he said it's no longer lethal. So all that vaccine stuff is kind of fallen by the wayside. But go ahead. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I was just concerned about the cough. I was talking to you. I was asking you what you think is the best. You said you weren't really happy with Mucinex. Um, but it's a situation where I like, it was at nighttime and it was like past 11 o'clock. And I noticed that a lot, there's no 24 hour CVSs near me or Walgreens and Walmart's closed. So I feel, I really feel bad for people who get like really sick at night and, uh, they got nothing to really to, uh, to really soothe them at night than like a real medicine. Like, you know, if they want to stop coughing so they can fall asleep, you know, they can't run to the store. Well, they can, they can run to like a Seven Eleven or a Wawa. Um, but those stores don't always, they have really low supply of these, uh, these cough and cold products. They're not always in stock. Plus they're like way overpriced, but you got to do what you got to do. So there is, a, you know, there is the Seven Eleven and Wawa, maybe some gas stations if they're open might have some stuff. Um, uh, but mainly it's, you know, CVS and, uh, and, um, you know, like Walmart, but it got me thinking, cause you were telling me like Mucinex wasn't that good. You said Dayquil worked pretty well. NyQuil worked pretty well. And Robitussin worked pretty well. Um, so um, I actually always get the generic brands because I got the I got the the CVS daytime. It's called a non drowsy daytime. It's basically Dayquil, but it has the exact same active ingredients as Nike as a you know the same brand that makes Nyquil. Um, so Dayquil has um, acetaminophen, acetaminophen, uh, that's, yeah, a cough suppressant. Then it has phenylephrine, that's a nasal decongestant. Um, so literally every active ingredient that's in Dayquil is in the CVS brand and you're paying, you're going to save because I bought the CVS and, and, uh, the Dayquil and the NyQuil from CVS, their brands. And I got buy one cause I'm a part of their, you know, their rewards program or whatever. Um, I accumulate points and whatnot, get coupons, but I got both of them for like 14 bucks. But if I bought the real brands of NyQuil and Dayquil, I probably would have spent like 20, 20, 24 bucks. So, I mean, a lot of people want the real brand. Because, well, yeah, the active ingredients might be the same, but what about the inactive ingredients or like the ingredients, other ingredients? What are they filling it with? Um, so I guess there's a, I have to look into that, but uh, I digress. So, you know, I took the day call yesterday and it got rid of my cough pretty much. It worked. Um, but Joe, how you been How you been battling yours? Because I feel like you had, uh, you said you had some yellow phlegm and when it's dark yellow, like it could really indicate that's more of an infection. Yeah, when you when you cough, when you got these things and you're really congested, I mean, this is not the, the most pleasant thing to talk about, but let's talk about it because, if, if, you know, if people got to know what's going on. And um, if you have this upper respiratory things, bad cold, call it what you want, and you're coughing and you're blowing your nose and you're noticing everyone looks if you noticed it's clear or if it's a little bit cloudy like milky cloudy that that's kind of normal that's nothing to get alarmed about but the darker it gets in the yellow and then that kind of a thing and and one one lady at work even told me her her kids were blowing her nose and it was almost like that fluorescent green it was so yellow you know and it, hey look it's this is important health stuff so we should talk about it um the more colorful and dark it is the more of an infection that you have that's why I knew early on this week that I was in for a long run here because, I mean, it was it was pretty 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 thick stuff and it, and it was pretty darn deep yellow and um and again this is a health segment so it's important sometimes to just stop go ew no we, it's important to talk about this stuff so essentially it's just a rule of thumb for everyone to real because not everyone not everyone realizes the fact that when you blow your nose or you have something like this the more colorful the more yellow it is uh the more of an infection you have and if it's crystal clear it's okay that's that's a you're in better shape 
you're still not you know well but you're in better shape so that that i wanted to bring out now first of all with the mucinex and to make this quick i had never tried it i heard stuff about it that it's awesome and it still may be i bought one package of it just the pills i couldn't get any liquids or anything i got the pills and it's like this this little am pm box like half of them are am and half of them are pm and blah 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 and um I took a couple and I didn't get the immediate reaction that, but I, what I'm really failing to realize is I've had it. This is sure, I've had it pretty bad here. This is pretty bad. Um, and it's getting a little well, better. Let me just say you've had it bad, but you have an important project at work, a job you kind of just started and, uh, you, you fought through that, you battled through it and you still made it, you know, you didn't miss any days of work this week and you, you got your, your project done. So I commend you for that. I, I thank you. And I don't know what Monday's going to look like, but I wanted to get in there Thursday and Friday to make sure I got my stuff done. And I did. And I'm, I'm proud of myself. Now, I'm proud of myself. That's my job. But when you're sick like that and you get it done. And let me and, just clarify this. Like you didn't, you didn't put anybody else at risk. You took a COVID test. You realized you didn't have COVID and then you went in anyway. So, you know, you did your due diligence. You know, you weren't reckless. So, well, and not only that. I mean, I did, but even if I didn't, COVID is no longer lethal. So the responsibilities therein with it are changing dramatically. So I'm, if someone didn't take a COVID test, so what? Did you take a test for the flu before you went back to? No, you didn't because that's the kind of ballpark it's in at this point. Now, two years ago, if you didn't take a COVID test, you went back to work. I'd have punched in the nose or one, I'd want to punch in the nose. So it's, it's different now, but, but let's, yeah, I actually did because I'm just that kind of you know, neurotic or whatever, but, um, even if I didn't, again, with the atmosphere it being what it is, with with the uh, with it, COVID just being like a bad cold these days, it's not a um, it's not as egregious to do that. But anyway, I digress. I want to get to the point where um, I understand there are many different kinds of mucinexes, mucinex evening, mucinex. I'm still having given up on it because I've heard too many good things about it, albeit not not recently with me in that daytime, nighttime thing. I went back to Old Faithful, and I went out and I got a big bottle of NyQuil and a big bottle of DayQuil, so I don't have to worry about taking it any time either way. Now, with that stuff, though, there's acetaminophen in that, and it's high in acetaminophen. Tylenol has a lot of acetaminophen. It's what it is. Acetaminophen, if you take too much of it, it can damage your liver, but you really got to lean on it heavy. You also have to, if you're taking NyQuil or DayQuil, because they both have acetaminophen, you better check your other medications because you may think, oh, that's not much. That's not the daily, okay, I can take this much, but you're forgetting about medications that you may have taken that contain acetaminophen. So NyQuil, DayQuil, there are big warnings on it. Acetaminophen is tricky. Just do the math. Take your time. But most people can take the NyQuil. And I'll tell you, you um, Old Faithful's working for me. The NyQuil is um, did you, not today. Uh, Go ahead. Did you uh, get the Vicks brand, the real stuff? The I got the real deal. And I understand what you said perfectly. And you're just like my mom was. And I, I respect the hell out of that. Very frugal. I wish I could be that way sometimes. But I'm standing in line. My head's pounding. I'm thinking to myself, I need what I need. And God darn it, if it, if it costs me a little bit of more, a little, a little bit of more, if it costs me a little bit more money, um, I'm going to do it because, um, I'm feeling like garbage and I'm not going to worry about a couple bucks here or there when I'm feeling this lousy. I need to feel better or try to. So did you notice where mm -hmm. did you go to, did you go to CVS? What store did you get it from? You know, the funny thing is. I went to a, a private, like a mom and pop pharmacy, like it's because it's right across from my building because yeah. I had gone to, I had gone to the darn, um, shop, right? 
and I forgot. I forgot about it, and I'm driving home, and I'm thinking, oh, no, you didn't, and you're all out. I'm like, and it was just my my throat was killing me. My head was killing me. I thought, ah, I'm not going to get it at a big store. I'm probably going to pay a little more because it's a private business, but right across my building, right across the way, there's that little pharmacy, you know, RX-type white building with a little. Yeah, I, figured, I have two of them right near me. So I went in, and they had, uh, this is not kidding. She said, Oh my God, you're lucky. There are two left. There was one of each, one of each sitting there, one, one orange and one purple, like sitting there. And I got each. I said, Give me one of each. She goes, Oh boy, you're lucky you got the last two. And for some reason, she was telling me, I said, Well, I guess that's lucky. Oh, she goes, Not only that, because I can't order more. Let me see. And she punched it in. And apparently, what she told me was a lot of folks are having in that industry are having problems buying and acquiring medicine right now. There's so many people are sick. Yep. And so I did not know that, but anyway, I got yeah. each, I got each, I brought it home. They're each working like at nighttime last night before it's bed. Funny you say that though, because uh, I went to CVS yesterday and like this, this, the shelves are almost bare. And uh, because I guess a lot of people, there's a lot of stuff going around now and everyone's in a similar situation. Cause I know just not just you, I know other people in my life who got a little sick recently too. Uh, but I said to the, the, you know, the gentleman who was just like the cashier at CVS, I'm like, man, you guys don't really have a lot of stuff. It's like, uh, yeah. people are really getting buying. He's like, yeah, we can't even keep up every day where, you know, the shelves are empty and we have to restock it every day and probably maybe multiple times per day at times. Um, cause I mean, there's something going around, you know, cause I got, to that, I got to that cough cold area and I was like, oh damn, I can't find anything. Um, and then luckily they had the CBS brand stuff, exactly what I needed, the daytime and nighttime stuff. And I just got that and, you know, got, did what got out of there, but it sounds like, you know, did you, let me just ask you something, you know, about going to that, uh, family pharmacy was the lady like extra friendly, like the cashier, was there like a real home feel to it? Like a mom and pop shop. And you feel like, oh, maybe, maybe I should go here in the future. Even if I pay a little bit more for, you know, cause it's a smaller mom and pop store, their margins are, and profit margins are probably a little bit different. Um, are you encouraged to go back there now because you had such a good experience? Um, honestly, no. I mean, I, I didn't have a bad experience, but it was like okay. I got those two things and okay, and and we talked a little bit, but I, you know, um, you know, I paid fourteen dollars a bottle for you know close to fourteen dollars a bottle for that that stuff, and it's okay. Like well, I said, you got, you, got, you got the liquid stuff. Yeah, I got the liquids. Okay. Twenty eight bucks, sure, to feel better. And look, I'm when I don't use this go around, I'm gonna have in the cupboard for, you know, sometimes arbitrarily you just wake up with a, with some kind of symptoms, and you say, okay, let me get some of that and go back to bed. So, you know, that can happen arbitrarily without you know just. So it was worth it. It's fine, but I didn't feel any, and I guess because they weren't really a mom and pop, they weren't. Really really like an older cook you know it was just random and um they were pleasant enough but i feel nothing to go back if i have to go back i don't feel any any reason why i shouldn't but no nah, no magic I'm just curious about how it works do they offer like coupons like do they have like their own like because i'm wondering how these mom and pop star- stores are keeping up with like the cvs's and the walgreens of the world uh because i said their, their profit margins are different uh, they might have to sell stuff for a little bit more because the other companies are buying all this stuff in bulk and buying way more. And they have more of a big contract where they can they can sell for less and make less money. Plus, they ha- the companies make more money. Um, do you know? Did you see any ads in the store like for like coupons or anything? Or did that? Truthfully, you know? I was so hurting and just wanted to get my meds and and get home. Okay. That's I didn't I didn't even look right, around. So you're feeling um so the meds basically with the prefaces to people that these medicines just mask the symptoms. They don't actually cure you. Um, so a lot of rest is always needed. And I know, understand Joe, you've been sleeping a lot lately. So you know, a lot to. of rest, yeah. 
you get a lot of rest and uh, you drink a lot of fluids and you have like vitamin, vitamin C apparently works, but people it hasn't been really proven that it like, shorten the length of the cold, but I think it does. Um, so like, you know, orange juice and vitamin C, um, vitamin C tablets, um, that type of thing. Have you been drinking a lot of liquid too? I mean, reminding myself, you know, one of the things is lately I haven't been drink, like drinking that like extra water, like the, I haven't drinking enough period of water and fluids and so forth. So I think that didn't help me either, you know, so I'm going to make sure now, like today I'm going to, but even on any other day, I'm going to have one little, even if it's a 16 ounce glass sitting to the side, you don't have to go crazy. You don't have to start drinking the old six, eight ounce. No, no, no. If you drink 16 ounces of water a day extra, you should be good. I heard a, a, a surgeon say that on TV and it's right. We can overdo that, but I wasn't even getting that. I wasn't drinking. I was drinking no extra water. I wasn't paying attention, drinking caffeine and then maybe a glass of iced tea at night but i wasn't getting enough but back to the other thing about real quickly about the drugs not curing the cold or whatever it is there's no doubt there's no doubt no one ever thought that it did but what it does is it brings you as much comfort as possible while the thing's running through your body and taking its own course yeah but no one ever thought anything like or anything not any of stuff cures the cold but it does it masks the symptoms because that's what you want it to do you want it to cover up and mask the symptoms and so that i can function and power through did you uh you mentioned the lyrics we opened up with you talked a little we talked a lot about being sick so i'll move on from that but um kenny rogers um he died in 2020 i think he was in his 80s but do you remember he had his own chicken franchise called kenny rogers roasters like the only thing i (laughs) <laughs> the only thing I remember about that is that episode of Seinfeld with Kramer oh, eating a bucket Kramer, of chicken at yep, the end. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I believe that was Kenny Rogers, but I, I don't remember too much. It must have been a Southern yeah, thing. Was, I had it because I used to go to Florida every summer, and that, that place was good. Like I think one of his co-founders like worked for KFC before, so he might have had some of the formula for the KFC classic recipe, which was supposed to be like some secret, secret formula. But anyway, their chicken was very good, but then they like they had some financial problems and stuff. So then like they were acquired by like Nathan's hot dogs at one point, but then they were acquired by an Asian company. And now they don't even exist in America. They're just like in Asia and random like smaller countries. Um, but their chicken was very good. So I don't know because I, I don't remember if they ever had a Kenny Rogers Roasters in New Jersey or Philadelphia, but they had it in you know in Florida for sure. The chicken was good. I was just curious if you remembered that. So I remember a little bit about it, but and I'm, I have no doubt it was probably if he was behind it, it had to be quality. Sure that so. Absolutely. Um, so moving on. Um, thankfully, no one really died this week. Uh, there's not really when we talked recently about Barbara Walters and the Pope, but there really wasn't uh, any big deaths of note. One one person I want to talk about who did die, I think, recently was this actor called Sidney Poitier. Poitier. Wow. Um, he, was an excellent, he was an excellent actor. So, Joe, uh, we'll talk about him. You know, even though he died. And died yeah, and though he's a legend. He's he's yeah, one yeah. of those. Yeah. So we might we might actually choose him as our actor for the show, and then combination of the actor memorializing his show, commemorating him. Yeah. Um, but uh, today's actress, actually, you chose this, Joe, uh, is uh, Rosanna Arquette. And when you said that, I was like, "Who is she?" Because I know Patricia Arquette, I know David Arquette, um, but I don't know Rosanna until I looked it up. I was like, "Oh, okay, I, I think I know who she is." Um, she's pretty old, but Joe, let me. Let me let you talk about uh, <laughs> for all our, our our lady listeners out there that are in their late fifties or early sixties. Sean was just kidding. I don't. She looks pretty old. She no, she, I mean, no. I'm not. I'm not judging that she's old. Just in the sense that, like, she that she looks pretty old in the sense that that's, that's probably the reason I really I don't really know who she is. Plus, she's not like super famous. So the oh, combination sure. of her 
Yeah, Shorty, I'm kidding you. You know that. I didn't. We don't want to piss anybody off here, but yeah. I mean, she looks <laughs> right. Baby, so. right. Uh, and when you get to my age, you're going to say that to like, who you, what is it? Anyway, I just, just want to kid little. Uh, she, she's about my mom. She's about my mom's age. You know, right. Really right. Mom but I'm going to tell you, here's the thing with what, when you just said a minute ago, you said, you know, when you told me her name, I didn't know who the hell she was. So I looked it up and then I said, Oh, of course that's, that's exactly when we talk about those fence posts and I don't want to get back. But in, in between the fence posts, we talk about the little actors behind the scenes that try to get, in, you know, and we say this every time. But in case someone's just joining in and they don't know, um, we do like a like legendary actor and then we'll do a half a dozen B actors, people in the background that don't get a lot. Of, and then maybe about a month later, we'll have another landmark. I think you just mentioned one. But right now, um a ninth circa 1978 but her role in it is she was his girlfriend in that movie. Um, and I mean, just you want to talk about looks, you want to talk about uh, and she always had that little chippy attitude that, oh, it was just really, really, she's just really, really. Tommy Lee Jones in that? The Executioner's Tommy, Tommy Lee, Lee Jones was the, yeah. was played Gary Gilmore, right. Um, now she, she played his girlfriend. I'm not t- she wasn't like uh, Little Miss Muffet in that either, but I mean, it was she was playing a part. Um, the next movie uh, so that's number five on my. I did a top five, by the way. Number five was the Executioner song. Number four for her was a movie she played in, also early eighties, mid eighties. Um, and again, um, sure she's not going to look the same way now as she did, but go look at that movie after hours. It was a quirky movie about like a, a date in New York City and the night it never ended. It was, it was actually a. a almost like a cult classic it was just a little weird but nevertheless she was in that and she was still fairly young um a little later on like around 2000 she was in that movie whole, the whole nine yards with um bruce willis and with Ma- uh, matthew Bra- uh, matthew from friends matthew broderick i think his name is. something like that the, the chandler from friends yeah. Oh, 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 okay. okay. He, that, that fella. Uh, so Bruce Willis, uh, Chandler from Friends, Matthew, I think it's Broderick. I'm not sure. She was in that movie. Chandler she, was Matthew, Matthew Perry was Chandler and Matt LeBronc was Joey. Perry, not Broderick. I don't know. Perry. Okay. Uh, number two was Crash. You referenced that you liked that movie. Um, and I, I've seen some of it and I liked what I saw. I liked that scene that she does in the car dealership, certainly, because I'm a big fan of her and no one can do that scene like her. And I think the, 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 you know, look, I like this movie above she's in other things, but I like this movie above all the others. Her part wasn't that big, but her part was a legendary this is a movie pulp fiction with several scenes and several lines that are epic this scene is probably of epic of epic if that's possible it's where johnny travolta brings a young lady over to a house of a drug dealer johnny thinks that this this lady's overdosed and this lady is the wife of a very powerful man he gets really upset and he's really worried and the other fella who's like a small to mid-time drug dealer it's his house and, and and Roseanne Arquette is the drug dealer's uh, girlfriend 
in that scene, and she plays a pretty active role. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, but, reviving, they're reviving Uma Thurman in the scene. I think they have to like stick the needle on her and everything. And like, yeah, yes. Scene. That whole scene, that whole scene is probably about seven minutes long, and her role in it's probably about three or four, but therein lies the rub. She played the hell out of actually just for people listening you can actually find that scene right on youtube if you type in like pulp fiction rosanna arquette um you can find that exact scene um the short version of it like a two or three minute version but i actually just watched it today Um, she was she was in suddenly chasing susan or or seeking susan i don't know she's been in a lot of other movies that have been popular throughout the last 40 years uh, a lot of which i haven't seen like i don't like movies like seeking susan or whatever that is she's been in a lot more stuff Uh, i'm just giving you my personal top five go ahead sean i'm sorry i cut you off because pulp fiction uh used to be like it still is probably one of my favorite movies ever but i don't watch it like people ask me what my favorite movie is and i usually say like dumb and dumber and pulp fiction but i have to like do a better job because i own pulp fiction on dvd but you know who watches dvds anymore uh, i have to do a better job of like re-watching my favorite movies just to like reaffirm my love for the movie and just to be able to quickly point out a scene or a line or a funny you know because it's like for me to say it's my favorite thing i have to really like know about it because i know how it makes me feel i know how many times i've seen the damn movies but um, I, I think I should do a better job of like rewatching some of my favorite things, but I digress. So Joe, you got your top five going. Uh, what else besides Pulp Fiction and those other movies, uh, like Tommy Lee Jones movies, Executioners, Gary Gilmore one, you mentioned, um, what other movies are on your, on your list? That was it. Top five, five movies. Okay. And there, and and I just wanted thinking, to say, I looked it up. Uh, I view her more. I'll let you in a second. Um, I'll, so my, my, for her, um, she just a little bit about her background for the audience here. Um, she was born in 1959. She comes from an acting like type family. Her mom was like an actor or acting coach or his dad, her dad was an acting coach or an actor, like the whole family, the grandparents were involved in acting. So the whole family's involved in Hollywood. Plus she was growing up around New York city. So she was involved in the whole scene. You know, she, she was born to be an actress basically. Um, then she got involved with some like theater and TV early on. But what I, the shows that stood out to me, some shows that I watched recently, um, show called roadies roadies was on showtime it was only one season but it was very good and luke wilson as machine gun kelly i guess she plays a role in it um it's about like a road crew like when there's bands go on tour there's a whole crew behind the scenes setting up everything in east city and it's about the crew um joe i think you actually like the show it's, it's really good it's actually on hulu now um roadies so she was in roadies then she was in another show i liked on showtime called ray donovan um, it was kind of about like a, a fixer in Hollywood and people get in trouble, high profile people. He like fixes the situation and keeps them out of trouble. Um, Girls, who's in a show called Girls, which I loved on HBO. Um, that show was amazing. Yeah, I did too. Lena, Lena Dunham's in that. Um, yeah. Brilliant show. Grey's Anatomy. I think she was only one episode, but I, I'm on like season six of Grey's Anatomy. It's got like 20 seasons, but sometimes I'll watch it at night before I go to bed. Uh, this is a lighthearted, you know, good, well-made show. Um, then she was obviously in Pulp Fiction. So those are the things that stood out to me. Um, but yeah, she's got a lot of, uh, seems like she had a lot of success early in her career in terms of starring and being in certain movies. And then she really gravitated towards TV, it seems. So she's more of a TV actress now. Um, she probably plays specific character roles. She's, she's like, she's basically like a, she's a mother's age at been this point. Over 40 years she's been around. Yeah, exactly. She's been around for a while. So, uh, but yeah, those shows that she was in are all great shows, the shows that I said. So. And she's I just wanna... cast, she's, she's still getting cast in good things. Joe, what were you going to say before? 
I just wanted to correct myself too. I think the movie, it, my memories, it's finally, I think it's called Desperately Seeking Susan. She was in, that was a big hit. And it was another one she did in the late 1980s, 87, 88-ish. And it was a spoof on late night movies at that time. Like at that time, you watched late night movies like during the week and late night TV. They were really weird and, and wild stuff. I mean, you know, so they did a spoof on late night movies and they called it Amazon Women on the Moon. And she was in that in like 1987, 88. And it was just pretty neat stuff. It was that's, pretty... that's a deep cut right there. Yeah. So other than that, I just wanted to correct my one air, put my orthopedic, orthopedic shoes on because I stand corrected, and then um, turn everybody on to something that's really off the beaten track, but it's kind of cool. And it's Suzanne yeah. Arquette early, um, Amazon Women on the Moon. Pretty cool. Yeah. It's a spoof. But... Speaking of movies, uh, I just saw because um, I have the AMC movie subscription, like I said before. So I see everything that's in theaters pretty much. So last night I saw a movie called Megan. Uh, it's M three G A N. It stands for like some like robot, you know, acronym. But um, um, basically, it's kind of like a reinvention of a reimagining and reinvention of recycling of the movie Chucky. So the movie Chucky is from like the eighties and the the 90s about this little like red-haired doll and like the kid's toy but then it has a life of its own has a brain of its own has a soul of its own and it starts like causing chaos and like killing people and stuff it's like pretty wild so this movie megan um came out and brian williams he was he was a famous like news anchor back in the day um he actually went to uh, he actually went to someone i know his high school too his, his daughter was in girls yeah his daughter was in girls but yeah so his daughter was in girls i think her name's allison williams she looks a lot like him yeah. yeah, but she was in Megan, the one I saw last night, and this movie was friggin', it was pretty cool, it was good, I think it's, gonna be, it's definitely gonna be the number one movie in the box office, because the other movie that came out was called A Man Called Otto with Tom Hanks, and I love that movie, I saw it actually the night before, um, I saw it Thursday night, and I loved it. I think I, I want to see gonna, that too, I want to see it. It's really good, but I don't think it's gonna do well in the box office, you know, even though it's a really good movie, it's not gonna do as good as Megan, because I think Megan is gonna be number one, because that theater last night, I saw it at 9 o'clock last night, that theater was packed. And it was sold out for seven fifteen too. So I think Megan's going to make at least thirty million. I'm guessing at least thirty million. That's my guess. Uh, but anyway, it was just a funny. It was it was funny. It was like a funny horror movie because there was like the scenes where the, the doll is so intelligent because Allison Williams' character is like a robot developer, and this child's parents or niece parents die in a car accident, and um, they die in a car accident, and uh, Allison Williams has to take care of her, and she has a robot, so she lets she lets her 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 niece. Um, you know, use this robot, it becomes her companion and it's so advanced and it's so, you know, so uh, has like its brain of its own, but it starts like, you know, not following commands and start doing, doing things that it wants to do and protecting the little girl and stuff. And you'll see, if you see the movie, it really, you know, it gets, it gets crazy. The, the, the robot goes crazy, but there's one scene in it. There's a song by Sia called Titanium and randomly the, the, the robot will start singing songs to the little girl and the robot starts singing Titanium by Sia and the whole theater was cracking up, and I was laughing too. It was just because if you know this, this robot's so evil, and then it starts like soothing her with this this famous song by Sia, Titanium. It's like <laughs> I'm bulletproof. You take your aim, fire away, like that type of thing. But it's like a, it's kind of a singing voice. But I digress. So if anyone needs some movie recommendations, I recommend both that came out this week. It was a man called Otto with Hanks. It's a very like you know heartwarming, uh, realistic story of a guy, and you'll find out you know why he's the way he is. I don't want to ruin any, anything. And then Megan. Um, was really entertaining. Um, so those two movies, but just the scene where like you know the, the robot Megan singing Titanium by Sia that really got the whole crowd laughing. Um, but it was good. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's going to do good in the box office. Joe, thanks for uh, sharing um, Rosanna Arquette 
um, with us because that's an actress that not a lot of people will know. Um, and that's yeah. why we want to do a lot of that stuff. So I think Absolutely. we do a good job with it. I really do. Yeah. And uh, what about you said you had some a pet peeve or two? What, what were some recent pet peeves for you? Well, the, the one pet peeve I think a lot of people mention this is, and it got, kind of goes together. The one thing, I, I, look, everything's been bugging me lately. But th- this is when you're in traffic and traffic is stopped, and you see someone coming out of the driveway or a parking lot and uh you wave them on and they take their they jump into traffic and they never give you any acknowledgement or thank you wave like you owed it to them and all you want is a little thank you wave and other people have mentioned that there's one other thing that kind of goes with that and look these are just yeah, like, doesn't... The, the, the situation where you let them go you're supposed to give the thank you wave like you you put your hand up or a lot of times they don't put anything yeah. Yep, you put your hand up yeah. as, as from the side, or when you get in position, you could put your hand up by your rearview mirror and shake it a little bit. And okay, exactly. gotcha. Now that's A. B is a different scenario. Okay, the same kind of setup. You're in traffic. You see this poor person trying to get out. You figure you're going to do the right thing. You slow down. You stop, and they're not moving, and you're waving them on, and they're looking right past you. It's like you know, <laughs> if you come up to traffic like that when i come up to traffic like that i'm just looking over at the other person very intently so that if they do wave me on i could take advantage of the opportunity i don't get up there and then look across the street or over the buildings or or here or there so what i'm saying is sometimes you try to you're holding up i'm holding up traffic behind me i'm waving you on trying to be a nice guy and you're not even paying attention that irritates me more than the other so it really, it, and, and then you try to go, you figure, okay, you're not seeing me. I'm going to go. And then they, th- th- at that moment is just when they start to go. It's like, oh my God, just go for God's sake. I should have just kept on going. I should, you know, sometimes no good deed goes unpunished. Now that doesn't get me irate or anything like those are little things that frustrate you during the day. So same, same setup, you know, two different outcomes, neither of which is good. The optimum of course is they look at you, they wave and they go. <laughs> That's all. So, yeah. sorry, you, you with us? You there? I call. No, I'm just I'm kidding, but I mean, you know. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I heard you. Yeah. So those things are annoying. You know. Um, so kidding. those are like more of a, your driving pet peeves. The common courtesy to, to give to acknowledge somebody that just did you a favor or you did them a favor. Just give them a quick. You know, it's a it's a standard thing of society. You know what I mean? Like the people who don't do that stuff. It's like, you know, they're they're. Uh, society is slowly crumbling because those people not i'm kidding but you know it's it's annoying though you want them to acknowledge you well these are pet peeves these are little things that get under your skin i didn't say you drive up next to them and start you know no no no. just little stuff that's all little stuff to get you but at the end of the day you did somebody a little something you know but um you you know what it is sean but also those little moments the right thing Go ahead. Yeah, those little moments that you're talking about, um, they kind of like restore faith in humanity for me when people still do those little gestures. Like, you know, because I'll, I'll live in an area where there's some streets will have cars parked on both sides. And even though it's a two way street, only one person can proceed if both cars are coming towards each other. I'm going in opposite directions. So today I was going down one of those streets. The car saw me and it did a little uh, it indicate that I, that I can go. It did a little. Um, it flashed me twice with the brights and said, "I can, I can proceed. I'll, I'll yeah. go, and then he'll go after, um, to, you know, to go to where I'm going." And um, and then I just kind of did a little like wave of acknowledgement, but just a little, the little interaction where like he did the brights toward me and then let me go first, and we didn't both like 
you know, play a game of chicken where we're both, both going towards each other and someone has to veer to the side, that type of thing. So I, I still have faith in humanity that we're still doing these little, like, you know, polite gestures in everyday life, you know? Yes. And, and still, you just, we're you, still civilized. We're still civilized. You know, what you I mean? go to so, Wawa and you're open, you're getting, you see somebody that, that's, that's a lot less physical, physically capable than you. You see them about four steps behind you. You don't just walk right to hell in. You hold the door. You know what exactly. I mean? That kind exactly. of a thing. You just, those little things that mom and dad taught us for, for all those that you just, you do the right thing and it makes you feel a little bit better too. You know, so that's all. Yeah. Um, so today, Snapple fact, you picked this out, Joe. Uh, I did. 1393. It's, it's the sun is actually white, but the earth's atmosphere makes it appear yellow. So what do you, yeah. what do you think about that, Joe? Well, I liked it because, you know, I just walk out and I think things work out because I, I, maybe it's just what you're used to, but I think things work out the way they should. You walk out on a nice, uh, your, your quintessential day for me, it's like, I don't know, let's say it's, um, late October, but it's a sunny day with not a cloud in the sky. And you look up and you see this just sparkling big orange, I call it sparkling, you know, and it looks good next to the blue also. And you, to you, the sun is to us, the sun is, you know, you know, yellow, orange, that kind of a thing. Um, it's really white, but the reason why it appears to be orange, yellow is the effect of the earth's atmosphere. You know, it's like if you put on, and this isn't the best example, but it's a reasonable example. If you're looking at something and you put on some sunglasses. Appears different, different to you because something that that appeared between you and whatever it is you're looking at, right? Something in, it appeared between, and now it appeared. You know, it it's different. Appears different. Well, the atmosphere appears between your eyes and the sun. Thus, to you, the sun is yellow and orange. I thought that was just really, really neat. You know, yeah, I did. Yeah. And well, I, well, I did some quick reading about it. Basically, the atmosphere scatters uh, wavelengths from the color from the sun. Uh, and during the day, it scatters violet and blue colors, which leaves the sun sunlight as yellowish, and it leaves the sky. Uh, what's the reason the sky is blue? So the reason the sky is blue and the sunlight's yellow is because uh, it's scattering violet and blue colors. So just you know, if anyone ever tries to ask you about the sun or challenge you, anybody you know, just say, "Listen, this is what happened with these wavelengths. This is why we see the yellow <laughs> color. This is why we yeah. see the blue sky." Or you if know, you're ever on I heard, I heard this. I heard this on Sean Matthews' podcast. You know. Therefore, you know, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I heard on Sean Matthews' podcast, but Joey brought it up. Like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm um, just kidding. So we're gonna we're gonna move on to uh to uh current events. Uh, I want to do a quick segment. It's kind of like a clickbait segment. We're gonna have like two fake news articles and uh, one real news article. And I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna say these news articles, and I want Joe for you to uh, tell me which one is fake. Okay, I'll try. All right. So the first one is um, actor Jeremy Renner, who's a good actor. He's also a singer. He's a very talented guy. Um, he got run over by a, like a 14,000 pound snowplow because he was helping somebody. And the, the snowplow started going in the opposite direction. So he tried to jump in like the driver's side to change the snowplow from going backwards or whatever. And then it ran over him and he's got severe injuries. Um, so that's one new story that might be real or fake. Uh, the second one is Michael Vick opens up a dog uh, sanctuary for rescue dogs, uh, and he's the key. Uh, 
he's the face of the franchise and it's a real reclamation project and reconciliation for him being part of that dog fighting ring and abusing dogs. So now he's got a dog sanctuary and he's really turned it all around. Um, and also the third one is that apparently Leonardo DiCaprio has fathered 10 kids and he hasn't paid any child support. Um, so Joe, <laughs> what do you think was the, the real ones? And what do you think is the fake one? Just pick out the fake one, I guess. And comment on the other ones if you want to. Oh, wait a minute. So you're telling me the two of two of the three of these are real. No, two are fake and two one are fake real. and one is real. Okay. Now I watch a lot of news, so I know which one is real. Okay. So I'll tell you the, the two fake. The two fake are the one about Michael Vick. <clears throat> That's one. And the other fake one is about DiCaprio because I I did see the news lately and I watched, you know me, I watch a lot of news. The true story is that Jeremy Renner and I'm just glad that he made it through because that could have been lethal. He, and when you say snowplow, I mean, this guy has a lot. He's an actor. He's got a lot of money. He's got this big old house out in out the West somewhere and you know, where it was, Montana or wherever it was, extremely rural. And so the snow is piling up and he jumps on this thing that looks like this kind of thing that your city would own, you know, and he's helping a neighbor. He's helping yeah, a neighbor was, out, get a car out or something. A, I think it was actually a family member who got stuck. Okay, a family uh, member. I thought it was he was helping someone else, right? So a family member right. had gotten stuck, and he was helping them. And I don't know what their, went awry. He told their know car how. for them. Yeah, what? basically, like told, he towed their car for them, um, and then he got off the plow, and then the plow began to roll, and then he attempted to get back in the driver's seat to stop the rolling vehicle, but then was run over. Yeah. Um. But <laughs> that's you know that that story obviously might be fake. Do so you think that's real? Yeah, I do think it's real because I saw it on the news, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't hear if you actually solved it right. Yeah, you're right. That's real. <laughs> I watch a lot fake. of news, Sean. Um, so why why do you think the other two were fake? Just say you didn't watch the news. What makes the other two fake to you? Um, I just I, – I don't know DiCaprio, but I just doesn't seem to me like the kind of dude that would that – would, that would do that and then tens a big number he seems like a good dude I don't, I don't think dicaprio has any kids i don't think he i don't even right. know if he has a kid at all and, and if he were to have done that like uh, there's another fella recently that actually ran for office that he had two or three i mean i i can't see 10 as a big number so i that and then the michael vick thing was somewhat plausible then i really think about it that you know what man um at the end of the day um I think Michael Vick is glad that no one's talking about that anymore, and he doesn't want to do anything uh, to, you know, restart those conversations and remind everybody. I still haven't forgiven him for that. I don't. I, I, that's something I just can't. I just can't. To me, a dog is, that, is like I, a honestly, I don't, kid. I don't even know. I don't even know if he's like. Would, if you if you want to open up a dog sanctuary for rescue dogs, like, would he be legally allowed to do that, or is he banned? That's a good. That's a good question. I mean. um, for a while there, he wasn't allowed to own a dog. Um, he had to go just to own a family dog. So, yeah, that that he could have an arduous time trying. I don't know. Um, I just think that um, Michael would have just leave dogs alone, man. I, I think that's and it bothers me, Sean, because you know, to me, dogs you either get it or you don't. Because some people say, "Well, that's just a freaking dog, man. That's just a dog." What are you talking about? Just a dog? They're they're like little. They're, they're like they're like three or four year old kids. You know, and I, I, and 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 they're totally dependent on us, our mercy, and then for us to to violate, uh, and then not only to do. If I I stepped on a dog, my dog's paw one time, and it yelped. I felt bad. 
I felt bad half the day. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Now that's it's an because, accident that I create, but to to inflict that kind of yeah, agony you on want, on poor defense. You don't want your beloved pet to be in any sort of pain. And I think what happens with these dog fighting rings, not that we're going to continue talking about this. You picked out the real story. That's Jeremy Renner. The fake ones were DiCaprio and Vic. But, um, you know, um, the idea of just like dehumanizing uh, people and, you know, making dogs lesser than living things and their objects you could put in a fighting ring. Because people could consent to fight in fighting rings and make money off it, but dogs – get no benefit they're just used for fighting and then they die and then they're recycled you know what i mean the, the yeah. dog fighting rings are not good but anyway i digress i don't want to talk about it too much joe i want to talk about a real current event okay um, something that i saw did you do you know the actress from full house who was involved in that scandal with the college admissions vaguely i yeah the he if she was she's the mother now and she was the mother of a child she was trying to yeah i, I vaguely remember yeah yeah um her name was uh, Lori Laughlin. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she was she was involved in this. But just there's a kind of been some closure. Uh, the scandal basically was um, about this guy named Rick Singer, um, and he was basically um, he had like a college admissions company, and he was taking large donations and funneling it through his company, um, and he was basically. Uh, the mastermind, and they called the Varsity Blues scandal. That was a nickname that the FBI named it, Varsity Blues, because he was using that money to pay off colleges to get to get uh, people into colleges. Um, and like you know, a lot of these rich families were paying a lot of money, um, and uh, you know, it was a big cheating scandal. It's very unfair. He was contacting like the sailing, the soccer coaches, the tennis coaches, like not like, kind of like more obscure uh, uh, sports. And he right. was giving the schools like millions of dollars. And these, these students were being admitted to like really good schools. Um, they were being admitted to like, into like top level schools. Um, he was funneling the bribes. They were disguised as donations. Basically, like I said, through a college counseling service, but the schools involved were like Yale, Georgetown, Stanford, uh, USC, uh, University of Texas at Austin, um, which none of those schools were indicted, but you have to think about it. Like, should they have been indicted? Cause they were like, you know, because legally schools are allowed to take the donation. But, you know, when you're getting students that clearly aren't qualified to get into those schools in, especially if they're like well-known people, like even some famous actresses like Lori Laughlin, even though she's not that famous anymore. Um, it just really is a heinous type of crime because imagine trying to go to these schools and then finding out you didn't get in, especially if you're like one of those sports, you're you know, you're like a, you're a soccer player, you're lacrosse, or you're tennis or sailing or something like that. Um, that's really devastating, you know, but I'm glad there's been closure. Um, so I think it, it went on, the investigation went on for a while. Federal agents arrested people in several States. Um, you know, it was a big scheme and you don't know how long this would have gone on unless they figured out what the hell was going on. But uh, this guy sounds like a terrible person. Um, because there's nothing inherently legal about a private institution accepting money for a student's admission. It happens all the time. Rich people pay a lot of money. They get buildings named after them. They get hallways named after them, streets named after them on campus. Then the kids get into the college. But this was such a different way of doing it. It was just, it was just a lot of people paying this guy, and it was creating a side door to get into these colleges. Um, so, Joe, when you hear this, what do you think? Do you think it's like, do you feel bad for the students who didn't get into these colleges because other people got in and they didn't? Because uh, they, you know, their parents are paying a lot of money. Think there's something wrong about that? Yeah, I do. I do because um, 
look, I got nothing against money. I got nothing against success. Okay. But one thing I, 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 I think is imperative. If you, if you are successful and you do have money, enjoy it, live a good life. That's what it's about. However, there's a footnote. Don't ever forget people beneath you. Don't ever forget how you got there. Don't ever forget reaching out to for those less fortunate. And you don't have to give away half your paycheck or whatever it is, half your, your estate or whatever. Just be cognizant of that. Don't write them all off and say, well, well, you know, everyone has to work to get to the top. And, and I did, and my daddy did, and blah, 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 and we did. Well, and oftentimes in, in, in old money, that's not the case at all. Somebody somewhere a couple hundred, maybe six, seven, eight decades ago um, was in a position where they exploited people and they got rich, and then it was turned into old money generation after generation. Yeah, but what do you, um, just specifically about this, like imagine like your kids like kind of plays like, like soccer or lacrosse or sailing or something like that. They're not that good. But then like these colleges are admitting them as a student athlete because they, because they, they're embellishing their credentials on their resume. And the coaches know the students aren't that good because the coaches are in charge of recruiting. They know who's good and who's not. So the coaches were getting these large, large cash bribes, bags of cash and stuff like that from Rick Singer, which came from the family. And then they're admitting the kids saying, Oh, this, this is going to be, this person's going to be in the sailing team or the soccer team. Um, and then it costs another person who wants to play a sport there. Uh, their spot at the school because this coach took money. Like that's something inherently wrong about that, right? That's yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. That when old money, when people with old money or even new money, people that made it big in Hollywood can come in and bump somebody else that has been working their ass off and dedicating their life and doing extracurricular activities and doing everything, playing by all the rules, and they, they they've earned that right. They've earned it, and they're they're bumped by somebody who's there not only because they have money but because they have money and they're fraudulent as well that's really really bad special place in hell brah that's all absolutely um and i don't even know if it would have been as big of a, a controversy or a news story if, if Lori laughlin because she's so famous from full house and yeah. she has a high profile husband too uh-huh. um if she wasn't involved it might have been um, less, you know, less newsworthy, and that's kind of sad. It took having someone in the spotlight who's well known because she's an actress to really get the story out there. It might have been right. a smaller news story, but they, they, you know, they had her, they had her like walk into the court, and like everyone's like, it just made her. She basically looked like a criminal, and she was a criminal. Um, I think she served some time, and they had to pay fines or whatever, and they paid their dues, and they paid their punishment. But um, yeah, it was, uh, you know. If, but it's kind of a sad thing about society. It takes someone well known to be in this controversy for it to be such a big issue. Like I said, if it was a someone rich that you don't never heard about, um, people would have saw the news story. Like, oh, a rich person tried to pay to bribe a school to get their kid to a really good school. Uh, but the fact that she was involved really um, put this into the spotlight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, that, that's a news story today. Uh, I thought that was interesting, and I'm glad there's some closure. I'm glad the mastermind behind it, Rick Singer, um, is going to serve his time. Um, so I guess moving on to sports, an up, update on Damar Hamlin, the Bills player who was temporarily in critical condition and had to be, you know, he's a cardiac arrest or the Bills Bengals game Monday night where he tackled the player. I think he put, tackled T. Higgins, the receiver for the, the Bengals. Um, and uh, he went to cardiac arrest, and people don't know if he was going to die, if he was going to be paralyzed. Um, you know, he's doing better. Apparently he asked who won the game. So he's, he's cognizant. He's squeezing people's hands. So I don't think right. he's paralyzed. He's not out of the woods yet, but he's doing a lot better. 
So obviously the prayers are, are you know, are, have been working and whatever's going on with him, he's getting better. But um, he has to go fund me because he, he seems like a good dude. He had to go fund me for like a children's toy drive. And when the GoFundMe started before he got injured that, that night, there was only uh, about $50,000 donated. But since then, since it went you know worldwide with this news, I think there's been over $10 million donated. One of my friends that work donated, uh, my friend Anthony, was a good gesture by him. Um, and then also Chris Jericho, because they'll go fund me and let you donate like a maximum of like $5,000 and you can't donate twice, but Chris Jericho donated twice. He just misspelled his name and created like two different accounts. So it's like Chris Jericho, then Chris, Chris Jericho is a famous wrestler, but his dad was also in the New York Rangers. He's a phenomenal ta- talent. Um, he's just a great, you know, he seems like a great guy too, but he donated like $10,000 and, um, you know. There's a donation for the toy drive, but just, you know, the fact that this happened to this guy, but you've, it's good. It's good to find out that the guy was actually severely injured, but he was also like a, a great guy. So it sucks that he was injured, but you, it found, you've, what happened to the spotlights, the guy's life. And you find out all these things about his life and people start digging into his life. And sometimes the guy's not a great dude, but this guy seems like a great guy. He's only 24. He's only been in the league for like two years. Um, and it's, you know, helped this toy drive. So a lot of kids are going to get a lot of uh, toys out of this too. So that's cool. Um, so happy for Demar and prayers for Demar. Joe, if you have anything, anything to say, let me know. Um, yeah, you know what, Sean, I, I for, it, it, looking at that thing the way it unfolded, I thought we were going to get a totally different announcement that following morning. I really did. I was scared, really scared for that. I felt so bad um, for that kid because he's twenty four years old, you know. Um, and uh, when I I really did. So I, I even said to you, I said, you know, he's not out of the woods because he wasn't. But the way he was able to, you know, it's 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 not a miracle, but it's pretty darn close. And I'm really happy. I'm so happy that the story was completely different because I'm telling you, he was he was knocking on heaven's door there for a while. So it's all good. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, as far as sports goes, Joe, uh, we talked about this a little bit. Um, the game is tomorrow at 425. Um, Eagles, Giants. Um, anything, any, are you still nervous? How are you feeling about it? Well, I'm a little nervous that I'm not nervous. That's the thing. I'm like, okay, Jalen's going to play and we're going to be all right. And we're, but I've been saying that for a couple of weeks now. And it's like, what are you guys doing? This is not the team that was in the first 12 games of the year. This is not. So I'm just hoping that tomorrow is what I hope it is. Um, Giants don't really need the game. They'll, they may start their start. They may even say they may not even do that. They don't need it. Uh, we do need it. Um, I just hope we can get just get it done. Take care of business and remain healthy and get ready. And it's going to be an interesting ride. We'll see what happens. Absolutely. Man. Um, How you feeling about hey. your Cowboys? I mean, I, listen, I wouldn't be shocked if the Cowboys lose, but uh, I think they're going to win tomorrow pretty easily because I don't think the commanders have nothing to play for, right? I think the commanders are eliminated from the playoffs. But the, the funny part about the whole thing with is that uh, Ron Rivera, they lost last Sunday, and Ron Rivera like still thought the commanders were alive in the playoff race. They still had a shot. And some, like, I think like a, uh, a reporter asked him a question like, or told him, like, listen, you guys are eliminated from playoff contention if this happens today because the games weren't all the games weren't over yet. And he was like surprised apparently. So, you know, <laughs> it's kind of funny. The coach didn't know that they're eliminated from the playoffs. So they possibly could be <laughs> yeah. that day, but because yeah. uh, he seems like he seems like a good dude. He's like a cancer survivor, I think. And like, he did a good job in Carolina. Um, so I think, I think he's honestly a good person, but 
for him. Yeah, he not was to with know, us for a while. He started on our staff when under Andy Reid. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, isn't the Andy, isn't that like a legendary, like the Andy Reid staff? Isn't it like um, just really like well known that Andy Reid came from like a hell of a staff? There's all the guys in the coaching tree like went on to do great things. Well, there's a tree of Andy Reid, which is pretty good. And I must say this about Andy: he's a pretty damn good coach. Now he he learned stuff from his failures here when he went to Kansas City. So it's not the same guy. People say, "How can you criticize this guy?" And he's such a well. He learned from his mistakes here, and by the time he got to Kansas City, it was really polished. But if you look at Andy Reid and the people he produced, a tremendous tree. But you have to understand is. Andy Reid is just one branch on the Bill Walsh tree. And the Bill Walsh tree even goes back to Paul Brown. So it's pretty neat when you look at it that way. Yeah, I think actually the Andy Reid coaching tree, because I know Andy Reid was on another coaching tree. <laughs> Bill Walsh, he's um, on the tree Brown. of Bill Walsh. Yeah, so, but like Andy Reid's coaching tree, uh, he's got Ron Rivera. He was a linebacker's coach from 99 to 2003. Harbaugh. Um, you got John Harbaugh. He was a special teams coordinator for eight seasons. He was the defensive backs coach in 2007. Then he became the coach in Baltimore. Um, then Leslie Frazier, who was a, he was also, you know, he became the Vikings coach at one point. Um, he never, he wasn't great for the Vikings. I think he was 21 and 32. Um, Steve Spagnola, who was the coach of the Giants for a little bit. Yes. Wasn't he, wait, he was, he was the, he became the Giants defensive coordinator, but then didn't he coach? I, don't, I, don't I think he, he was a head coach the with the Rams maybe for a while. Yeah, the Rams. I don't think the Giants ever gave him the, the head coaching job. I don't think so. No, I don't think they did. Spagnola as the coach, right? I don't think so, right? Yeah, I can barely um, hear you. Your mic is must be going out. Hold but on. It's weird. Okay. We talked about this last episode. Yeah, it's like uh, you're fading away in the background. I have I have the input level, and what happens on my computer is I'm, I'm increasing the input level. That's higher. much better. Yeah, because I just increased it. But the problem is... Um, it automatically decreases. Like I think it's there. You, I have to figure out. I got to figure out how to like change this. So I don't want my voice to keep getting lower. Um, but uh, yeah, it's one of those things where Apple's they're adjusting it automatically. I got, I got to figure out how to stop that just so I can have my volume. Just you know, yeah, it might be just a setting or something. Yeah, it's the setting, but there's no way to save it and lock it in. That's the part that I have to figure out. Anyway, right. so so Andy Reid's coaching tree, you know. He's got all these guys. He's got Rivera, Harbaugh, Spagnola, but then that's defensive side. But then he's got offense. He's got Brad Childress. He's got Pat Shermer. And I know Pat Shermer was the Giants coach at one point. Um, he's got Marty Morningway. Um, so yeah. This goes on and on. Yeah. But yes, the Ron Rivera seems like a good dude, but um, he just, I don't think he completely knew that the, the commanders were eliminated from playoff contention. But yeah, I think the Cowboys should win the game pretty easily. Uh, they're playing at the exact same time as the Eagles, and I think that's by design. So they yeah, focus on the so the games aren't boring. Um, and yeah, I think you guys will. Uh, listen, I want you guys to lose, but I, I want to like I don't want to like anti jinx you and say you're going to lose and then you guys win. So I kind of want to <laughs> jinx. I, I kind of want to jinx you guys, but like, how do I jinx you guys? I don't know. If anyone listens to this, uh, please put your thoughts and energy towards the Eagles losing tomorrow. Um, so the and then also the 49 also the 49ers losing. So the Cowboys, because the Eagles are 49ers lose, the Cowboys win. The Cowboys are number one seed. We got a nice bye week, you know. We'll yeah, nice well, if my aunt if my aunt had a beard, she'd be my uncle. So, <laughs> yeah. um, as far as gambling beats, I haven't really done much gambling this week at all, so nothing updated on that. Um, so yeah, Villanova is about like we're recording right now, it's Saturday afternoon. Villanova is about to play Xavier. Xavier's number uh, 18 in the country. They also just beat UConn, who was number two in the country and undefeated. Uh, the game just started, so I kind of want to watch that game, but it's a big game for us. Um, you know, we won our last game versus Georgetown. 
I don't want to say rest in peace, Georgetown, rest in peace, Georgetown, but you know, Georgetown has lost 24 or 25 straight big East games. I don't think they've won a big East game since before COVID. It's like, you know, Georgetown's in bad shape. They really need to fire Patrick Ewing because everyone keeps transferring, you know, no one wants to play for him. And uh, yeah, I don't know. But um, Joe, can you still hear me? Yeah, you're fading just a little. Yeah, it's going, it's going, it's going down. It's weird. It's like I, yeah. I'll, I'll change it, then I'll click out of the thing. I'll go back to whatever I'm doing on the computer here. Yeah, no, it's, it's we're still workable, and we'll, we'll work it out. Hey, look, yeah. we're, we're we're this is our rookie year not, too, it's, so it's don't worry really, about it. It's, it's, it's honestly out of my control. I have to figure out um, the settings here because I, I mean, yeah. I don't, you know. I got a nice microphone, you know, I got a good, I got a nice MacBook. I would say anyway. just put a little more, put your foot into your voice for, for the no, last two, really, three like, minutes. It has, nothing, it has nothing to do with, you know, I don't want to scream or anything, but you know, right. anyway, so yeah, me and you were feeling sick. So that's why the show is a little bit, um, I, I think we have some high energy for being sick, but yeah, Joe and I are, are kind of sick. Um, so we fought through the show. We battled through it. Uh, Nova's playing Xavier right now. Hopefully we win. Like I said, we just beat Georgetown. We had lost to UConn. We had lost to Marquette in both winnable games. Um, as far as basketball and NBA goes, uh, looks like Tyrese Maxey came back, Joe. So you guys are, you know, the Sixers should be happy about that. We'll see. I mean, I, I, I still, it just doesn't feel, it just doesn't feel like a team that's going to, you know, that's going to really win a championship, but who knows? Yeah. You guys are, uh, you guys are three and a half games ahead of the Knicks right now. Um, but how about those recent performances by Luka Doncic and Donovan Mitchell? I mean, Don, Donovan Mitchell scored like 71 points and Luka Doncic had 60 points in a triple double versus the Knicks. Um, so we're, if anybody doesn't pay attention to the NBA, there's some crazy performances going on right now. Uh, last episode, we were talking about that Marmoset song captivate you. And some of these performances really captivate me at least. I'm like, wow, this is athletic, uh, greatness that's going on. But I digress. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening. Um, hopefully, Joe and I will feel better by a Monday or Tuesday show. Um, and yeah, I mean, Cowboys, Cowboys, uh, hopefully, will be the number one seed. Hopefully, the Eagles lose tomorrow. Um, but we'll have plenty to talk about on our next show. Thanks for everyone listening. If anybody has any input on the show and wants to reach out to me, I'm on Twitter at SeanMatthew13. If you want to tweet at me, I'll probably reply to your tweet if it's a respectable, normal question. It's not trolling behavior or anything like that. <laughs> um, um, and, you know, we'll think about it. Like, if you enjoyed something from the show, let me know. Um, but all the social media links are also in the description. And uh, thanks for everyone for listening and have a good day. Have a good weekend. How you feeling, Joe? Any, any last thoughts? Yeah. You can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. Bye-bye. Uh, take, take care, everyone.